Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 378, an unbelievable bow hunt. And I am your co-host, and the guy who turkey called in some deer on a deer hunt Friday afternoon, or may have deer called in some deer on a deer hunt Friday afternoon. And I'm your co-host, and the guy who was the opposite of King Midas on Sunday. Well, I already know this story, and it's pretty darn entertaining. Sad. You go ahead and tell yours, and entertaining. so that you tell your guy who, because I'm interested. You mentioned turkeys calling and those other critters, but tell me what happened. Well. This is the time of year when I take my turkey calls to the deer stand with me because where else would you practice your turkey calling other than in the woods when you can actually hear what the turkey call sounds like. So I had a diaphragm call with me Friday afternoon and I also had my new deer call that I got at the Unicoi Turkey Call Maker Show a couple of weeks ago. So I was working the deer call. And in between the deer call, I'm running a turkey call. And I don't know, 15 minutes before dark, I hear something walking in the woods next to the stand. Look over there, and it's a spike. And he just... Let it rip. He's got back straps. Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) He... (laughs) I I do want to stay in this hunting club that I'm in. So (laughs) that would not have happened had I shot the spike. So... I he I was on a food plot and he walks on out into the food plot and I'm continuing to turkey call and every so often I'll blow the deer call and he's not really paying much attention to the deer call and he looks up in the back of the field and I'm now keep in mind I'm all my focus is on that deer I don't know why it's a spike I'm not going to shoot it why do I care if he's even in the field but I'm watching him and he just all of a sudden looks in the back of the field. I look back there, and there's a small six-point standing there looking at me. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that 
I deer called them in while also running a turkey call. And I'm not going to claim to be an expert, but I'm going to just say that, you know, deer and turkeys, they seem to have this little bit of alliance in my mind. It may not be the real world. And yeah, I know what you mean, though. <laughs> I'll guarantee you those deer felt a little bit more comfortable coming out in that food plot probably earlier than normal hearing a turkey call being run out there as well so i'd say it's a pretty safe assumption honestly but yeah pretty sounds like a fun experience no doubt good day in the woods heck yeah man got to practice some turkey calling got to practice with that deer grunt and bleat as well and man that thing sounds good i ran it for my dad and he was like oh i gotta have one oh. of those so i bought him one. Oh, good deal that's awesome yeah he was fired up so very good anyway share your story because it's comical in yeah, most places well, except for the beginning there it may be comical for others my bank statement might say differently but <laughs> what i'm about to tell you actually happened in True one story. day in like actually half a day to me on sunday so sunday was the last day of duck season here and i had kept josie our daughter all day saturday and so my wife was like you hunt the last day of season all you want you know and so that was great and so i went sunday morning had a good hunt came out went to church as always and when church was over decided hey there was quite a few ducks around i'm gonna go back and hunt some more and try to you know finish out my limit and hunt with my brothers some more so it was just me at like 11 o'clock my brothers were planning to join me around one or two but i went ahead and went back i thought you know i'm just gonna go ahead and go back i got nothing else to do so I get my dog mac He's my best pal. We hunt together all the time. It's his favorite thing on earth. And so we go get in the boat. And I'm flying down the river full speed. I mean, how do you get in a boat and not go full speed? You know? I mean, it's it's either stopped or you're going all out. So Mac always likes to sit on the front. Front paws on the front. Ears flying. He's having a ball. We're flying down the river headed to the duck hole. And it had been frozen a couple of days before. And so some ice floated out in the river that I did not see. The front of the boat hits the ice. Mac flips off the front and the boat goes over him and the, pr the prop cuts him like bad. And so he gets mm -hmm. to the bank. I fly over there, grab him, fly back out of there. He has a huge laceration on the back leg. So I fly home. I get him bandaged up. I was going to take him to the emergency vet. Decided I'd rather wait and take him to our regular vet the next day because he obviously wasn't in immediate danger. It had stopped bleeding. It was a large laceration. Anyway, he's all good now. Disclaimer before the rest of the story. Mac is fine. He's been patched up, got stitches, and he's doing well. But after I got home and bandaged him up, I decided it's the last day. I still have time. I'm going duck hunting. So I go get in my truck, hop in the truck, start heading home or heading to the duck farm. I make it about 10 miles down the road. Pieces literally all of a sudden start falling out under my truck. Front right brake locks up, starts smoking, pulls me off the road itself to the right. I try to hit the brakes. There's no brake. It just stops on its own finally. <laughs> and so the truck is is dead truck is totally unusable so i called my wife said come get me she's like man i can't believe the day you're having you know this is just awful and i get home and i said you know what it's the last day of season i'm going duck hunting i'm going nothing will stop me so i get in my car and i go duck hunting and i made it i made it and we shot some ducks and it was a good hunt and i parked the car when I got there, I parked it behind our levee, so it's below the levee, and 210 yards from the field. Long ways off, behind the levee. Can't even see it. And that's Get done with per the hunt. Onyx. 210 yards per Onyx. Yes, used and measuring on Onyx to show how far it was. No okay. doubt, 210 yards behind the levee. You cannot see the top of the car. It is below the levee. All right. We shoot ducks, whatever. Get done with the hunt. I'm walking back to my car. You know, I look at the sunset, great duck season. Had a rough day, but at least I got out of here. Look at the car, back left window, back side window, shattered. Hmm. I think it was shot out. I don't know. It's the only logical explanation. There was no limbs. There may have been a raccoon that was angry that I've been catching his brothers, and he punched it out. I don't know. The back left window shattered. All I can think of is a BB that went up 
came down at an angle and shattered the window. I have no idea. But in a five-hour span of trying to go duck hunting, I lost my dog, my truck, and my car. Hmm. So that's why I say I am the opposite of King Midas, because as the fable has it, King Midas, everything he touched turned to gold. Use your imagination. What Everything I touched was turned into something else. And that's that. So car's fixed. Dog is fixed. Truck's still in the shop. Bank account's a lot lighter than it was when I went duck hunting Sunday and told Audrey when we eat those ducks I brought home, I'm going to wear a suit. I expect her in a long dress. We will have a four-course meal because that is the most expensive meat I have ever brought to the table. (laughs) (laughs) It it just... Uh, $200 a pound. Yeah, at least. So when I got back and my car window was broken, I just was like, it wasn't a shock. It was like, what did I expect? You yeah. know, like, did I think I was going to get out of here unscathed? I mean, yeah. come on. It it just was brutal. But so the car window, are, are you hunting public ground? No. Okay. No, if I was hunting public, I would expect foul play. But no, this was private land behind a levee. I don't know. I don't, we don't know. We looked at it for 20 minutes. I, I don't know how it could have happened other than a BB go over the levee and dip enough to where it got into the window. But it, even at that, I don't know at 200 yards how a BB could penetrate the window. Yeah, I mean, you got to think at that distance, a BB could easily penetrate the vertebrae of a wild turkey or a duck or any other bird and be a lethal kill shot. To have that kind of power, yeah, there's no way of energy. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. I just, I don't know what happened. It The window may have just like been like, hey, this guy's had a bad day. I'm going to break myself. Boom. I don't know. I don't know. But that's how the day went. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know, I, a lot of people may have gotten angry. I stayed pretty positive on it. I just said, you know what? Could have been worse. I could have been injured. Mac could have been literally killed and he's okay. I could have had a wreck in the truck if I had been in the left lane, somebody's in the right lane. So yeah. although things went poorly, it could have been worse. And I I can make more money, but if some if I had lost my dog or, or myself, I can't make that back. So yeah. that's just you gotta gotta put a positive spin on whatever life brings you and that's what it was and had a fine day of duck hunting. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So so that was my day Sunday, but enough with the negative things that happen tell me what all my money is going to be going to soon and how soon i can start spending it on it because gas prices the way they are it's going to be an expensive turkey season (laughs) yeah i mean that's pretty much going to be it isn't it shotgun shells and gasoline yes sir i know you've got enough shotgun shells yeah yeah if you can find shotgun shells you can have those and then gas will be turkey season will be more expensive this year I mean, that's just going to be a fact. So when do we get to start, though? I'm going to predict that you will not leave Nashville without buying something other than food and drinks. Oh, yeah. No doubt. So the good news is we are 50 days, 9 hours, 58 minutes, and 24 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. Mm, That sounds nice. 50. I remember when it was... 350 i know that's what so on my board at work i have keep up with a countdown of when my first hunt will be and it got below 50 and i just couldn't believe it it just blew my mind but here in the home front in tennessee we're 57 days we're one week behind alabama so there you go we'll be cranking up a week later i'll plan to hunt some other places early but i cannot wait i I'm getting the jitters, and I'm telling you, the hunt I'm bringing today will have you shaking, ready to go hunt. I listened to it at work to to edit it today. Woo! I I literally had an adrenaline rush listening to this audio. Guys, I got, I think, four text messages from Cameron <laughs> through the day today where he was just so pumped up from listening to this audio while he I was just... at work. I mean, it was just random text messages like, I hear him drumming. You know, I mean, it was just, it was pretty funny. So this is, this is good stuff. This is the one I've been alluding to in past episodes. I couldn't wait to bring y'all this hunt. I could say, I wish I had it videoed. I'm, I personally, I know a lot of people like to video. I'm glad I didn't because I got to watch it unfiltered. 
you know, just with my own eyeballs and experience it. And when I listen to this audio, I can sit right there and relive it in my mind step by step. So if you like really hard gobbling turkeys at extremely close range that are gobbling their freaking brains out, you're going to like this one. So lay it out for us. Yeah. So if you listen to nothing else, if you don't have time to listen to this whole thing, listen to the last two minutes of this hunt. It's insane. So this hunt began, I guess, weeks earlier. I had finished things up here on the home front, and I was filming turkeys. But I had been seeing a strutter in a field pretty often. Or not in a field. I, I would he, he was in a certain area pretty often. And I had a friend. His name's Mr. Hewitt. And he is a guy that when I was a kid, he would take... His son and I, and he'd take us turkey hunting. And he's been a really good friend to me. I actually lived with him and his family for a month when I had to do training in Brentwood. And really close, one of my close friends, I'd say, in life. And mentors. So he also is the son of a judge from around our area. And so his family literally knows everyone. And he has moved off since then. He lives in a different part of the state. So I told him about the turkey I'd been seeing, and he still had tags to fill. And so he said, well, where is he? And he's in the small circle that I have of people where that information gets shared. It's <laughs> Especially a very small since, circle. Since it was a private land bird, and I told him, and he said, of course, I'm telling you, he knows, his family knows everybody. He was like, oh, yeah, so-and-so, I know him. He's like, I'm going to call him and see if we can get permission to go after that turkey. And so anyway, a couple of days later, he calls me and says, hey, I got permission to hunt him, but I have to hunt with a bow. That's the only stipulation. And I said, well, do you want to try it? And he was like, yeah, I, I want to get one with my bow. And so he came to town and saw the gobbler in the afternoon, called me, told me he saw him. And so I said, all right, let's go. Let's go in the morning before work and see if we can get it done. And so to lay it out... It's a long L-shaped creek, okay? And the, along the creek on both sides, it's almost like Kansas or something. It's mostly ag, you know, grassy fields and stuff. But along the creek on both sides is, a, you know, maybe 50 yards of woods both ways. And so he didn't know where the turkey had roosted. He just saw him the afternoon before briefly out in the open. So we don't know where on the creek he's roosted, but we know he's obviously on the creek because that's where all, all the trees are. So we go in, kind of get in the middle. There's a little gas line that cuts across the creek, and it's like a nice little green area. And so a lot of y'all know I don't use decoys to hunt turkeys, but since we had the bow, and this isn't my hunt, we put out two hen decoys. I I think for me it's all about was it a fair game? Yes. We used a bow, so decoys, in my mind, it was a good game. So we get to the gas line. We set up on the south side of the line, about 10 yards in from where the field edge comes, and put the two hen decoys out in the gas line, very visible from the field edge. All right, and so at first light, which this audio I'm going to share with y'all is going to be unbroken, I actually, Mr. Hewitt and I talk a lot during this on the early portion, so we actually tell you kind of what's going on, which is nice. And the gobbler, we hear him, is roosted behind our shoulders, our right shoulder, around the bend of the field. And so I'm just going to jump in here. We're going to play the whole thing. It's just amazing. And I'll kind of lay out after it happens what happened. (laughs) It's just wild. And I hope you all enjoy it. You, you may not appreciate it as much because you didn't get to witness it with your eyes, but this sound of this turkey gobbling at close range, when it literally sounds like he's going hoarse at the end of his gobble, he's hitting it so hard, unreal. So without further ado, here's Mr. Hewitt's bow kill from last season. Hang on. I hope you all enjoy it. Hang on. So tell us about when we can expect the shot so we can plug our ears. Yeah. <laughs> Toink. you'll you'll hear the shot it's that bad you might want to plug your ears after because all of a sudden it turns into wild running pants legs so i'll explain that after
Strutting past the decoy. 
intense was that? That was the most intense thing I've ever seen in my life. Through the wing. It went through the wing. I don't know where it went in it. Oh, right here. It was perfect, man. What a hunt. Come on. There's your bird. Come on. How insane. Dude, dude, I'm about to pass out. My body's shaking. He was. Oh. How long did it take you to get over there? Forever. He took. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you Thank you, me? Lord. Thank you, was Lord. Was it a good shot? Yeah, dude. You nailed him. Yeah, well, that was. Oh, he's beautiful, too. Oh, gosh. Look at that beard. Camo. <laughs> what a bird, man. Oh, I'm glad you broke his wing, because I would have never caught him if you wouldn't have. Camo. I literally was cramping up. I thought I was about to pass out. I mean, my arms were like this. When he got there, I said, he's not going to get any closer. I waited for turn. He kind of stuck his neck out, you know? Yeah. And then put it through it. It was perfect. I heard the, I heard the thump. Oh, I, I couldn't knew. see it. He jumped up and twirled around. He couldn't go anywhere. But I knew he was running pretty good, so I was like, yeah. I got to chase him down. That's the most intense hunt I've ever been I've on in my life. I've never uh, been on anything uh, like that. Uh, 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 oh, Holy God. crap. <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was almost too much, man. Oh, dude. It was like, is he ever going to camp? He came, he lit there. And just 70. strutted. How long did it take him to get to us? 20 minutes? I don't know. I've been recording the audio for 11 minutes. And that's since he got, like, in gun range. Oh. With a gun would be so much easier. Oh, God. <laughs> that was so intense. But I got to say, I'm kind of glad we didn't have a gun because that was... I mean, he was right here, just, ah, ah. Yeah. Three shot There's the arrow right there. Yeah. They got the run? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, perfect shot right in the base of the wing right there. I'm shaking again. Shaking. I'm fired up, man. That'll do it. I'm telling you, man. I, the gobble of the wild turkey at 200 yards will get me shaking. The gobble of a wild turkey at 30 yards for multiple minutes will literally stir my soul. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and you hear us at the end just like, we just couldn't believe what we had seen. You can hear the excitement. Uh, you know, Mr. Hewitt is in his 60s. And just listen to how fired up he is about that turkey. That's what's awesome. No matter how many you see, how many years you've been doing it, they still do it to you, man. And that's what's, it, it just was incredible. That's so it keeps us coming back for more. That's right. You, you can't, I am so glad that the guy told us we had to use a bow. Now that the hunt's over, if something had changed, maybe I wouldn't be, but it was successful. And had he had a gun, it would have been over 20 minutes earlier. You know, the, yeah. The turkey, so he flies down, and you hear we called a lot, and a whole lot. And the reason being, when he was on the roost, we wanted to ensure he flew down on our side of the creek. So that was stage one. And once we had him on our side of the creek and coming, we honestly were probably just being a little gluttonous and wanting him to gobble, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that may not have been the best strategy, but it paid off, and we got a show. So it it was amazing and sometimes you just got to do that you just love hearing them gobble and anyway he he flew down and started strutting and we started calling and he strutted the whole time you can hear him drumming there at the end that you can really hear him spitting and he literally when he flew down he's maybe 75 80 and it was like he took one step towards us every minute of that audio one step and he, it just is the slowest creep of him strutting and then he'd twirl a circle in one step and so that's why it just took so long hmm. and even when he's at 35 gobbling right there in her face you know we have a bow and you know mr hewitt wanted to shoot him at less than 25 with the bow i mean you you got to have him very close to make a, a good accurate bow kill yeah and so that's what happened he just crept in one step at a time one step closer and then finally mr hewitt was standing 
he stood the whole time and he got drawn on him. He strutted at 20 yards, turned his fan where it covered his eyesight. Mr. Hewitt drew, he turned back broadside and he put an arrow right through the base of the wing and through the turkey. So disabled his wing gear and the turkey hit the ground, jumped up and started running. And as you heard, I had made up my mind. I've never been on a bow hunt before for turkeys. And I had made up my mind, as soon as he hits the turkey, if he hits it, I'm taking out after it, you know, like a scalded dog. I'm not stopping until I catch him, you know, yeah. and it worked. I don't know if that's the best strategy. I think I, you know, <laughs> have asked that question before when we did that bow hunting podcast is, do you run after him? But I ran after him. Two reasons. I'm colorblind to red, so if, and and I can't blood trail, and two it's a lot easier to catch one that's severely going to die and wounded than in my mind, than to try to find him after he gets a good hiding spot. Yeah. So I took out after him, the turkey's hobbling off running. He's running pretty good, but I caught him pretty easily. And he expired about two seconds after I caught him. Like, honestly, I didn't even have to do anything to kill him myself. He, he just died. And so it, it was a very ethical, good shot by Mr. Hewitt. He put it right where you wanted it. It went right through the bread basket a lot of vitals, and so the turkey did not suffer anything. He, he died quickly, and it, it just was unreal. I mean, I, I just, I can't believe I got to be a part of that hunt. I was I was shaking like I had, you know, had the gun. It didn't matter who had the the weapon. It just was unreal. Yeah, that is cool. That's yeah. cool. So, you know, I, I had a, I'm going to call it a successful bow hunt because when you have a bird in full strut at three yards, yeah. Even if you miss with the bow. And then, I'm not going to say this very loudly. <laughs> I remember mm. that hunt. <laughs> uh-huh. Miss with the shotgun three times. Oh, man. As the bird's running off. Even though you didn't go home with a dead bird, that's you a successful home. hunt. You put a memory in the bank, man. man that, that's all you can ask for. You couldn't scrub that out with a metal brush and five gallons of Clorox. That memory's in my brain forever. That's right. It it was a special hunt, too. I mean, I just, Mr. Hewitt, you know, took the time when I was a young boy with, with my buddy JJ, and he would take us turkey hunting and, you know, helped fan that flame that was in me to, to want a turkey hunt. And to get to go and help him with calling one up was, was really special because the last one we had killed together was in 2018, I believe, and I yelped up a gobbler for him then, and we had a cool hunt, so... It, it was it was just awesome. I we just we were beside ourselves with how fun it was. And we'll literally like he'll text me or I'll text him like out of the blue after months of not talking and just be like, dude, that hunt was insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. So, I hope y'all enjoyed that. If if that did not, y'all probably are gonna be angry you listened to that fifty days before season because you now you have to wait. Well, and, you think about it, those that. Don't start hunting until May 1. Well, they're Gee. 60, 90 days. Man, well, good luck not coming down off that high. If you're me and you hear gobbling like that, it just it gives me the shakes sitting here. But I hope y'all enjoyed it. We have really enjoyed making these these hunts that we bring y'all. I mean, I, I enjoy making them as much as I hope y'all enjoy listening to them. Yeah, I second what Cameron says. And, you know, we've still got some really good ones left to play i mean it's not like the ones that we played in the quote-unquote off season meaning june july august it's not like those were bad but we may have saved the best hunts for right now and we've got more of them to come so you guys are going to hear some amazing gobbling and you're going to hear some amazing stories from these hunts that we have for you coming up. So Cameron, thank you for sharing this one with us. I, I feel like I was there with you, even though I wasn't. And that's what it's all about. You know, just being able to experience that as if you're there is, it's the next best thing. Yeah. And in addition to incredible hunts, we have got, I, I can't even, I don't even know the word for our interviews that we're about to bring y'all. It, the guests we have coming, wow. I, don't, I can't believe we tricked some of these people to come on here. <laughs> yeah. To quote the great poet laureate of our time, Lane Kiffin, get your popcorn ready. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
Don't say that destruction came after that quote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but really, we've got what? We got Denny Gulvis, NWTF yeah. Hall of Famer. Unbelievable episode coming up there. We got Kenny Mount. You may know him as Chubbs. He joins us for a third round. Long, incredible episode there. We've got Andy Cantrell, an author out of Mississippi. You're going to love that one. And then Will Primos is coming on. We haven't talked to him yet, but that's going to be soon. Yeah. So, we, I mean, you talk about four good episodes. That's four right there. That Man, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. You guys are not going to want to miss out on these shows we have coming up. And listen, it's, it's prime time for this show, meaning this is obviously when we, the time of year when we have the most listeners listening in and the most downloads of the show. We Absolutely. appreciate you guys. I mean, I, I can't say it enough. If you don't listen, we're still going to do the show. It's just not going to be quite as much fun. Yeah. Knowing it's no really one's listening awesome. to and, and when we do a show and somebody reaches out and tells us they really enjoyed it, that means a lot. So if you enjoy one of these, reach out and let us know you liked it because it's always refreshing to have some guy who you know, from a different state that you've never met, another turkey hunter reach out and be like, man, I really enjoyed that. And then it, it makes this all worth it. Yeah, or even better, tag us on your dead turkey pictures on social media and say, hey, you know, if we helped you out, say, hey, thanks. You know, yeah. due to X tip that I learned from Will Primos or, heck, Mike Chamberlain, you know, whatever tip it was you learned if it helped you to be successful, that brings a smile to our faces. I can promise you. It just, yeah. that means everything in the world. You know, you you guys get these shows from us commercial free. We yep. do this because we love it. That's it. That's the bottom line. And, and you're, you're right. If it helps you with success, send it to us. If something you learn from these biologists we've had on here has helped you promote more turkeys on your place and you're seeing more poults or turkeys than you've ever seen, Man, send us that. I'd love to hear that, Heck you know, yeah. something Mike Chamberlain or Brett Collier or any of these biologists we've had on here has helped you with managing your land. That'd be awesome. We had some amazing scientists on the show yeah, over Grant the past 12 Woods. months. Yeah. Yeah, good Grant stuff. Woods, Marcus Lashley. It's just, the list goes on forever. We, we've had, truly appreciate all our guests. Appreciate y'all all listening. And we got more good stuff coming. Lord willing, we'll be back. Yes, indeed. <laughs> And in the meantime, keep on trapping. Yes. Most of the country is open for trapping through the end of February. Let the traps snap. Yes, yes. Camo's trapping numbers have increased from last week. I'm going to keep up with this with y'all. So last week we were at two, one possum, one coon. This week we're at eight raccoons and two possums. I love it. That's, per that's a good week. That is a good week. Uh, traps are still running. I think I think we're going to get them this weekend. A little cold front coming in. It's going to get them moving. So keep trapping. Keep trapping. I talked to another guy this week, just a local guy, has a farm here. And he said, I started trapping two years ago, and I have seen more poults on camera on my property the past two springs than ever before. And proof's in the pudding, man. He said he trapped over 100 nest predators off his property one year. And ever since then, he's seen a big boom in poults. Yeah. It's, and, you know, we talked about that at length with Grant Wood. And yeah. he, that guy's amazing. If you guys haven't listened to this show with Grant from this past season, this past year, go back and listen to that. He keeps stats on the trapping, on his trapping results. It's fascinating. So you can learn what kind of effect trapping can have on your property and your nest predators. It's, it's just amazing stuff. And we're helping out turkeys. I mean, look, if the reason that we have fewer turkeys today than we did 20 years ago, well, we know it's not one reason. We know it's multiple reasons. And if we can address one of those, just one, we're helping out to some extent. So Absolutely. That's episode 354, by the way. If you want to go back and listen to Grant Woods on trapping, 354. Awesome. awesome. Pretty awesome. And yes. to echo what Andy said, if you can't trap, make better habitat. Bingo. Burn. can't make better habitat, trap. If you can do both, wow, you're yep. going to see huge results but do what you can on wherever you can you know 
Amen. Make an impact on your five acres if that's all you have. Make that the best five acres turkeys could ever buy. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, all right. Good luck with that, guys, and hope you all enjoyed it. You, you're ready to wrap this thing up for the week? Wrap it up, man. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.